Hey there, you sexy book lovers. Welcome to Cocktails and Cliteratures Wine Down Wednesdays, where we review the steamy, smutty romance novels we all love while sipping on irresistible wine and cocktails. I'm Constance, joined by my sister Amber, and we're your fierce and fabulous guides on this wild ride. We'll have you giggling, blushing, and feeling that heat in all the right places. So let's spread those pages wide open, get cozy, and sip on our insanely delicious drinks as we conquer that midweek slump like the naughty vixens we are. Cheers! Hello everyone! Welcome to Cocktails and Cliteratures Wine Down Wednesday. We have a very special guest joining us today. So get ready to meet the force. That is Melissa Saavedra, the Latina trailblazer behind Steamy Lit. She's not just heating up the romance novel scene. She's also turning up the temperature with conversations about sexual wellness. And this year, (laughs) she cranked up the heat even higher with a Steamy Lit con her very first so today we're here to dish with melissa about her journey and her sizzling vision for more inclusive and vibrant romance community welcome melissa thank you for having me this is really exciting we are too you are doing great things in this genre and you are just making our lives that much better and more enjoyable through getting together with women who like to read what I like to read and do what I like to do. So thank you. I love it. We always like to start with a little naughty game because over here at Cocktails and Cliteratures, we like to get a little dirty. So I hope you're ready for that. Are you ready to get hot and and bothered here with us today? Always. Well, we are going to play Never Have I Ever. Have you ever played that game before? Okay, so you already know the rules. And today, because we feel like Melissa gives us like con in the city vibes, you know, our version of sex in the city and the steamy lit genre, we are drinking Cosmopolitans today in honor of her steamy sex in the city. So every time you answer a question, we'll just take a sip. That way we are getting tipsy and we're having a little fun all at the same time. (laughs) Well, let's jump right in. So the first one I have is never have I ever reenacted one of the steamy scenes from a book that I read. Unfortunately, and I believe it was Sarah Kate's book, Praise, that really, you know, oh, sensational got me a lot. Oh, like, oh, I want to try that a Yeah, a, I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I loved it myself. <laughs> I mean, I'd manifest some of that like daddy energy into my life. Oh, mm. you totally should. It, it adds a nice element for sure. I liked it. I was like, ooh, I want to do, um, have the table scene. And Renee, we're talking about that, you know, have the vibrator at the table and just be trying oh to eat my control. Yeah. At a very classy so I, spot. That's awesome. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to try that, but then I'm always like terrified. I haven't tried it yet, but that one is more of like something I would like to do, but in actuality, I'm nervous to do. So yeah, yeah I'm with you, especially at a nice classy restaurant with a white tablecloth. You don't want to be yeah. out here in these streets just, you know, just doing it at the table. Like that's not fun for anybody <laughs> looking at you. All right. All so right. let's get into the next one. 
Never have I ever sent a new to the wrong person or sexted the wrong person. Oh my God. I know. I have the worst luck in life. I was sending, I was sending a naughty text and it went to this little old lady. I could tell, I assume she was a little old lady because the way she responded was like, no, no, I would not like for you to do those things to me. You have the wrong number. And I was like, oh, my God. Sorry, Betty. I don't know if that was her name, but. I feel like, so I've used, I've had a lot of jobs where, like, people would text me all the time for work. And that's definitely, like, a big fear of mine to, like, I don't know, text. Like, I used to work in athletics at San Diego State. And, like, what if I, like, texted the, like, athletic director by mistake? Oh, my God. That would be awful. Yeah, I would die of embarrassment. So, at least it was somebody you didn't know. Yes. Imagine if it was somebody I knew, I would just, I would never look at them again. Like, I would block them. We could never be friends again. Okay, so the next one is, never have I ever orgasmed while reading or listening to one of these steamy books. If you've done it, drink up. It depends, like, just from reading or listening, like, assisted by a vibrator. I'll take either because, I mean, reading had to help you get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason I started steamy. Exactly. It's like over there. Thigh clenching. Mm-hmm. I like that. I was like, I'm going to use that. I like that little, you know, verbiage. It was right. super cute when we read it. I was like, that's mm-hmm. exactly how I would describe it. I totally have multiple times. I didn't know I could do this, but one day Superpower. I was just reading. Yeah, right. I'm just reading. I'm working from home. And I'm like, oh, I'm bored. There's some meetings or whatever. So I p- p- open the book. And of course, it's like on a nice, spicy, sexy, explicit scene. And it was like a why choose because those really turned me on with like with the man getting it on to oh, love it. So anyway, I'm reading. I'm like all invested. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, my God. And I just came. And after that, I was like, oh, my God, this is like new like territory. Yeah, that's right. what I that's said, cool. Melissa. I'm not there. That's amazing. That's awesome. Bow I, down you know, to a you. A long time ago, I watched this interview of this like lady who, um, was being interviewed for that like she could just think about like whatever she thinks about an orgasm and I was like that's amazing like just mind work like okay new (laughs) levels have been unlocked um you have to practice that yeah Yeah. it's definitely a goal and it gives me goddess vibes from all the books that I read like a a Mm -hmm. goddess should be able to do that so I mean we should all aspire you know just to come by our spank bank in the books why not Exactly. (laughs) All right. We have one more. Never have I ever. So it is never have I ever had a bad experience with a sex toy. Oh, yeah. We got a drink. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Mm. Did you get injured? In this case. (laughs) Your clip burned off. Right. um, There was. So there's these um, vibes that are like that. It's like a balloon. So like once you insert it, it, you can like pump the air and it like it it blows inside of you essentially but like you have to remember to like deflate it when you're trying to pull it out ouch i could see you not thinking clearly after you know hitting that orgasm and you're just like i'm done and you forget you know like once you're done you're like oh take the shit out like i Uh and like i was like oh well um 
So definitely, and it was like it's a great vibe. Um, mm-hmm. I just you know, so now I tell people when I recommend that I'm like just remember, disinflate it when you're done. Like, <laughs> don't be in a rush to pull it out because it's not gonna be great for. I have oh never heard God. of this toy. I don't have. I can't I picture either. it. I've never used it, and you have piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look for that. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. um they're by Satisfier. I think they're called like Pump. Um, it's great, but it's crazy disinflated. How innovative! Oh my god! I know. Well, Satisfier is now is now also doing like app work with their vibes, where like it connects to like um like erotica. Ooh, who is this that does that? Satisfier. Okay. We'll keep write that, that down. down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to write that down. I'm so interested that it's just burned into my memory <laughs> oh. now. Like Satisfier, got it. Easy name to remember. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a major injury. It was just this particular toy. It went. It was either too gentle or too intense, and it got intense really fast. And my sensitivity level was like. It was, I I was struggling for a couple of days. Like every little sensation, I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. 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 I think that's how the rose is. Um, Like the rose Mm. goes from like, it doesn't really have like a chill mode. It just like goes off. Um, And you're like, God damn, like, Mm -hmm. like warm me up to it, man. Like don't just like electrocute the shit out of my shit. It's great. But like, there's. I think that there's like air technology out there that like will soothe you into it versus mm-hmm. like I feel like if you've already had experience with it, it works um, and it does great things. Um, but it, it, like if it's your first like that, no, don't do the rose because you will not be eased into it. Yeah, you'll have a sensitivity issue for a couple of days now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the rose. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very popular. Every woman I know is suggesting, have you tried the rose? Have you tried the rose? All my mm-hmm, friends were mm-hmm. sending it. I was like, it's already in my car. Okay. I get it. You're happy. Your skin is glowing. You're coming. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the end of our game. We, I feel like we learned a decent amount about you. And yeah. uh, I like that you have a wild side. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we like over here. You got to get wild and nasty and. Yeah. All right, Melissa. Now we're going to learn about your background. So to get started, can you share a little bit about, you know, your journey into spicy romance and just your overall background being a veteran? Let us know, dish about who you are. Yeah. So I, um, I was born in Peru and I didn't move to Miami till I was um, like nine. Um, and my mom like loves reading. So that just has kind of been instilled in me since forever. Um, and throughout like my reading adventures, I always knew that like I gravitated to books that had any kind of like romance subplot without realizing that there was like a whole romance genre. Like my mom is like a historical fiction girly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not really into like romance per se. Now like that I'm doing this, she's more like intrigued. But um so I just like it just like never dawned on me that like romance is a whole like powerhouse, right? And um when it did, like wow, life was changed after that. Um so I probably started reading like romance like end of college towards like when I got in the Navy. Um and um, that took me to San Diego. I was in the Navy for four years and I served out in San Diego. And yeah, then like the pandemic hit and um, 
you know, romance just kind of like became my like salvation in a sense. Like it was really great to just like read something that had happy endings in more than one way. Um, and but also because so much of like our story, especially in like the Latinx community, um, is always rooted in our trauma. Like there's always like immigration stories. Um, and while those are like beautiful, um, it's nice to see yourself represented in something that's like light in some sense that like is is happy that is just like that we're the serving of orgasms and happiness and love and like all of these beautiful emotions that we are not just our trauma so um you know discovering like that side of romance and representation was just like really great for me but yeah so I served in the Navy for four years um I've kind of like worked in athletics that's what I majored in um and then you know as I started building stimulate I just kind of realized that while like athletics was a passion like I really wanted to see where like the stimulate journey would take me um yeah and I recently moved back to Florida and I have three dogs yeah that's where I'm at right now huh I I like how you touched on being Latina and wanting like lightness and fluffiness to to highlight our humanity, right? Because people of color, sometimes it's like it has to be hard. It has to be rough. It has to be so challenging as if we aren't more human than just the color of our skin. And I think that these books are really doing that, especially when we're reading like Latina, Latinx authors or Black authors or LGBTQ authors. We're, they're, yeah. we're just human with right. regular shit going on and being regular people doing regular things, you know? And I like that right. we're seeing that in this genre. We can be vulnerable. We can be sensitive. We can be tough. We can we have, we're just multifaceted. And yeah. I like that we're starting to see yeah. that a lot more in this genre with these authors. So I think that was a really good point to touch on as far as what, what we're seeing change in this, in this industry. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. All right. What is the most scandalous or steamy romance novel that you've ever introduced into your steamy lit box? That's a great question. Uh, I'm like looking around. It's hard to, to choose what I, what I have around. Yeah. So like I um also because like I um I try to include romance books that are not just like are kind of like in the germ of spiciness, right? Um uh, especially because I was very much of like the thinking of like, oh, there's no spice. There's like, it's not worth reading. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to make sure that I was inclusive when I was curating picks. So I try to kind of pick a little bit of everything where like we have some items that are just closed door and then we have others that are like busted wide open. We have some that are kind of in the me in the middle, you know, um, but we want to make sure that like sexiness and steaminess varies person per person. And I feel like there's also something that something to say about like central moments that like you might not read a open door scene right but like you might read all of these leading up to central moments that might do the same thing for you I guess all I'm going to say I don't know because they try to put so many like different things in the box yeah it's yeah. hard to choose I mean it is it depends on the week <laughs> It really does. Or yeah. it also depends on what you're in the mood for. Like, I know for myself, yeah. I'm very much a mood reader. So I might not necessarily want to go straight to like 
you know, extra spicy or erotica. I might want to go on an adventure. I might want to have like the ups and downs and the, you know, the super intense conflict and seeing that be resolved with the characters. So yeah, it's just, it just totally depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think that like your taste buds like develop the more you read. And mm -hmm. I feel like if I were to reread some of the stuff I, you know, picked for the box like our first year, there's probably some stuff in there that I don't think is as spicy or maybe some stuff that I'm like, wait, hold on. Like I put that on the box. That is very spicy. So I think it's just like you and as like you grow like the different things. I'm very much a mood reader as well. So like, um, I think it also, I think my um, subscribers get a lot of like what I was in the mood for at the time. Mm -hmm. So um, welcome to the roller coaster that is Alyssa. <laughs> but I love that. If I'm subscribing, I, you know, I want to feel what you're feeling. That's why I subscribe. So as a fan, I would love that. I would love to be a part of your moods. Like, ooh, I know what, I know what Melissa was feeling this month. <laughs> like, I like that, you know? I reading does tell a lot about who you are it's it, especially you know if you're like us it's ingrained and in, it's a piece of your identity I think right. and so having all of those options it just exposes you to so much more um, so many experiences like you said like the LGBTQ communities things that we may not know or may not understand right. we can read these books and live through the character and get deeper insight into who they are and what makes them them and then the challenges that they face in the world right. um, that we may not have been aware of otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think romance, right? Like captivates like the most intense and the most like beautiful feelings and like um, things we experience as humans. And sometimes um, when, when you don't read, perhaps like, you only see things from one lens but even when you're reading fiction like you are reading words that were put together by another human and like how maybe they experience or have experienced like love and sex and sensuality and all these like intense feelings that like we experience in a human life so like I think reading just like expands your world to be able to be like much more empathetic and just like a better person in general because you get to see things from all these different lenses that like you would never be able to see as just the one person right mm -hmm. absolutely empathy that's what I was thinking when we were talking about all the different characters and you're literally a fly on the wall smack dab picking up in the middle of somebody's life and going on this journey with them we get to live like multiple lifetimes mm -hmm. through these yeah. books like sometimes I'm a fucking badass warrior sometimes yeah. I'm a sensitive <laughs> yeah. person Sometimes yeah. I have a harem of men. Like yeah. I get to experience <laughs> like multiple lifetimes and the comfort and safety of my home. And I oh, love yeah. that. You know, mm -hmm. to escape and have something different. Speaking of, you know, you know, harems and adventures and all of that good stuff and trope, literature has a ton of kinks and fantasies. So what are yours specifically? Um, I think I'm Voyeurism would definitely be my cup of tea. Like, uh, like I think it was like a Katie Robert book where like mm. they go into like a sex club and they like can just watch through like windows. Yeah, I've never wanted to go to a sex club so bad in my life. I don't even know <laughs> if like in real life that's what they look like. Um, but I feel like that is very much my shit. I just have to like actually like maybe experience it to know if it's true. Um, mm -hmm. 
definitely a praise kink. Like, please, like, tell me I am a good girl any fucking day of of the week. Um, and I'm like, petty, I guess. Like, yes, um, me too. I think it also comes from like a place of like, as like a business owner and just like, you know, as someone who like makes decisions all the time, all day long, being able to like be soft in that aspect and give someone else the control. But like after five, like I want someone else to take that load from me and for me to be like the submissive versus the dominant. Um, but I also don't know that I could be like a submissive submissive. Like I, I think that like the, there's a part of my brain that would be like, what the fuck did he just tell me to do? Like I am not, no. No, sir. No. Um, but but also I don't know. You know, like you don't know until you don't experience it. So in my to-do list of I recently got divorced. So like in my to-do list of like post-divorce things I want to try is definitely going to like club. A little salacious players club. Yeah. Like, where can I find that? Well, you know, in San Diego there's fads. There's places in Vegas too. Wait, what? It's bad. It literally looks like uh, a regular house. Um, like, and from what I've heard, it's a great time in there. I've never been, but all of my Navy people used to go. So Vegas, of course. I live in (laughs) Vegas now, and there's places. There's one place that I know of called the Green Door. I haven't been, but long story short, one of my friends went on a first date, and that's where he took her, and she was like, "Well." But anyways, we won't get into that. But all I know, because of that, I know that there's a place called Green, the Green Door. <laughs> so, yeah, you definitely got to check it out. I think there's another place, too. I'll have to. I know a few people. If you have if you come here, yeah. you have some suggestions. You hit me up. Yeah, there's some places, <laughs> there's some places yeah. in South Florida that I started looking into. What I have, like, I looked into that before I left San Diego. Um, I just was not like in the mind space to be there yet. Um, but I've looked at some places down here too. And what I really like is um, how much emphasis there is on like consent and safety for women. Um, like basically if you are like a single man coming in, like a lot of clubs have different like rules of like someone has to vouch for you or if like you get one complaint, you're out, you're never coming back. Um, so like that made me feel safer in wanting to go somewhere like that, especially if it's something like I'm going to go by myself for the first time. Cause I don't know that I have anybody that I can be like, hey, you want to go to a sex club? Um, I have to get them to like read a couple more romance books before I like. Improve. Yeah. You got to fill them out. You got to test them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a big leap. If you're, you know, not used to reading any spicy romance or even have your, your mind open to any of that kind of stuff. So right. I could see that being a far leap. I would never have thought about doing something like that until I read Salacious Players Club, you know, that I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know people actually do this. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of, I think, misconceptions about women who want to go into places like that or just explore. Um, What are some stereotypes that you think um, should be debunked from women reading Spicy Romance or wanting to try some of these things? Well, there's so much stigma and like shame um, surrounding just like women, sexuality, pleasure. Um, it very much ingrained in this like patriarchy society that we've grown up in, right? And so, like, I feel like there's a lot of stigma in like if you masturbate, you're dirty, or if you're like over sexual and what whatever over sexual is, right? Depending on these like standards society has created for us. Um, like you, you must be X, Y, Z. Um, 
or like if you read romance like you can't possibly be a smart person like you must not be reading seriously when like some of the romance books I read have some of the most in-depth like conversations about things going on in our world like have you read Kennedy Ryan how dare you say we don't read in that right like I love her yeah and these are I feel like these are all things that like I, I think it was Kennedy who said this. I heard her speak somewhere. She was talking about how the romance genre is dominated by women, right? So, like, obviously, it's what men are going to try to put down because it's the only, it's the thing that they are not involved in at all that was created for women, or or it was created by women, right? And like, it's um, it's putting out there like this is how we want to be loved. This is what set you know, and like men are like. How how could that be like significant, right? And it's like you like you like go go watch your whatever you watch and leave us alone, right? Um, so I mean I think that those are, but I think us too, right? Like there's so much work that we have to do in just removing that shame as well. Uh, I think even within the romance community, we're still having a lot of conversations about like discreet covers versus not discreet covers and like do I want to like I don't really want to tell my coworkers I read romance and I get that there's like a certain line there right because it, it all comes back to just maybe not all but like for me for example I never wanted to read I always read on my kindle at work because I didn't want to read a book that like if I was in the lunchroom a man was gonna walk in and ask me something inappropriate right um so it wasn't even that I'm like ashamed to read it is that I don't want to be approached sideways um, because then that's going to be a whole other experience that now I'm going to have to go through right so um, yeah I think those are some things that just can yeah. fuck off Right. And then also mm-hmm. at work, there's definitely like a time and place right you do have to be careful with your male co-worker especially I think the military my husband was in the Navy and he was just saying how I guess direct and how bold they are. It's like, it's kind of like a camp. It's not, it doesn't have the same kind of professionalism one would have working at like a bank or, or whatever. He was, he's mm. told me how crazy those conversations are. So you, unfortunately, you kind of do have to protect yourself in that kind of environment yeah. from yeah. just blatant sexual like attack. Well, and when you're like in the military, right, you'll get so desensitized of these things where like I had a conversation maybe like three, four years after I got out of the Navy with someone else that I had served with. And we were just like talking about different anecdotes and we like looked at each other. And we're like, wait, that was like sexual harassment a little mm-hmm. bit. Right? Mm-hmm. Like and at the time, like. They didn't even like because you're so desensitized because you're in, in, in this environment that is constant and appropriate things towards women and men that like you don't even realize it till after um you're like getting back to the civilian world and you're like oh wait <laughs> that's not okay right um so i can imagine definitely. and i think mm-hmm. i think to your point of like um yeah like i think i think there's a time and a place obviously but then like you know working in athletics for example like wh- what would be the difference and except from like the content that's inside of the book right but like if i'm reading a book with like abs on the cover or like a men's health magazine that also has abs on the cover right and so yeah uh, 
And so like, it's an interesting thing because if I was reading men's health, nobody would say anything inappropriate to me. But if I'm reading, you know, a romance book that says whatever in the front, like it will be a thing. So I definitely get the conversations in those senses. Um, I think there's just more like, I think there's just a lot of internal things that we all have to work through still as a community. Um, you know, even like talking about the different sex scenes and like, you know, there's like the whole dark romance versus not dark romance. And like, there's just a lot of conversations in those spaces that I feel like we can still do work in, but it's like a great space to be in because we are doing like little by little, we're like moving forward with these conversations where like 10 years ago, maybe we weren't having them as public, right? 100%. And I think even within my relationship, when reading these books, I feel a lot more liberated now that I'm reading these books and I'm seeing that the way that I feel and what I'm interested in is something that I'm not alone in. And I found more of a voice within my relationship. And I've been totally supported, but I am a lot more vocal about what yeah. I want, what I want to try, what my kinks are, what I'm into because of this genre. And I could honestly say that it's improved my sexual relationship within my marriage. And I feel like yeah. you lean into it and you own it and you vocalize. We have to be able to talk about what we want. It's okay to get pleasure. We are not just vehicles for pleasure. We can exactly. ask for yeah. it and demand it and describe it yeah. and request it. And I think that that's yes. what this genre is really doing. And I think yeah. it's absolutely amazing. And I'm so here for it. It's helped me. <laughs> I love it. You. Absolutely. There are things that I would not have ever said to my husband that I like or want to try until I really dug deep into these books and realized, like you said, Amber, that there's like there's a whole community of other people who are feeling the same way you are and who have become more liberated by reading these books. And and I felt like, you know, this was an opportunity for me to do that as well and to come out of my shell a little bit, even starting this podcast, right? It's like, we're definitely talking about, you know, the spice and the smut and, you know, all the different kinks and things like that. And um, feeling like shame when you start reading these books or you start talking to people about what you're reading and seeing the looks that you get, right? We, you know, us starting cocktails and literature, people were looking at us like, what the heck is that? Like, oh my God, like, are you opening a brothel? And it's like, no, it's a podcast talking about psyche books. But it's Stupid. just, it's just the stigma around it that, um, right. that we all cool. have to deal with. Um, but yeah, it's a great way to explore in a safe space. And taking the shame out of it, that is huge. Yes. And I feel like this genre is definitely eliminating a lot of shame with a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. So going from subscription boxes to in-person events, it's quite a journey. Can you share with us how you made that transition and what exactly inspired you to kind of switch gears and and evolve? Yeah, so I knew from the beginning of um, creating Steamy Lit that I wanted to do a convention. That, like that was always uh, one of like the pillars of what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how, what, what, when, why, um, anything. I just knew I wanted to adopt the same mission um, per se that Steamy Lit and the Steambox have in like celebrating diversity and romance, amplifying the work of authors that have been underrepresented in publishing, um, and then also having like a sex pleasure component in that. And um, 
when I first talked to Cookie, my co-organizer for Steam Ulicon, I kind of, you know, just threw it out there. Like maybe like right when I started the Steam Box and she was like, if you ever do it, like I'm here to help you however you want. Little did she know. Uh, I'm just a very like, um, like actionable person. So I was like, okay, well, first thing is we're going to like go to all of these other conventions and see like what is what and like you know is there even a need for what we're doing um or what we want to do like maybe it's already created and we can just find a different way to support etc right um and what we found was that there's just a lot of white people in conventions um a lot of white authors in conventions um and so i was like okay there's there's definitely a need for this now is there a want um, and the Romans community showed out. They were like, absolutely, like, we want this. And so that's kind of how we went from just Steamy Lit to Steamy Lit Con. Um, and we just had our first event and it was uh, like baffling to see it come together. Um, you know, like this, I just like started doing this full time a month ago. Cookie works like two full time jobs. Um, so this is, this was very much a like side job type thing right like we're putting this together on our free time when we have time so um i didn't know what it would look like i knew that we have put a lot of hours into it but you know you just don't know what you don't know until until it happens um and it happened and it was a beautiful it was a beautiful event to like witness and see and you know just excited to be able to continue doing it and now we have like our nonprofit status for it so Hopefully we'll get, you know, some more like grants and aids and things like that that we can apply for. But yeah, it's been, it's been great. That's amazing. Yeah. I love a checklist. Like, oh, what don't I know? And so you research that and just inch your way to your goal. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about your subscription boxes. Tell us about an adult toy that you've paired with a spicy romance novel that created an unforgettable experience for your subscribers. So I think some of our favorites have been um, the Pro 2 by Satisfier, which um, has like air pulse technology that like essentially mimics oral. Um, and so that one is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Then, you took my breath away um, and I haven't even tried those. Did. I was like, what? what? Um, yeah, it's definitely soul snatching. Um, I will say that. Um, there's also the Puffs by Unbound that I feel like is very underrated. Like not a lot of people talk about, at least like in our space. Um, but the Puff also has an air pulse technology. What I like about it is that it's a smaller, um, device. So like if you are using it while like penetration is also going on, it's like the perfect fit. Um, Mm -hmm. also like a five star. Um, and then our Yummy Sunshine 2, which is also by Satisfier, is a just uh, like vibrating dildo that is fucking amazing. Um, like the thing has like ridges and everything. Um, you see like the veins. It's great. It's a great vibe. And okay. Those are probably our like three bestsellers. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need a, yeah, I, I'm going to need to get that subscription. So <laughs> can I just assume that you're testing these all out? Is that a safe oh, assumption 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's why you're so happy yeah. and glowing all the time. I see. I got yeah. you, girl. Yeah, no, <laughs> like some of our, um, some of the, pro- like, sometimes I get like 30 products in like a quarter. And I'm like, like I don't, years. like, yeah, like the amount of like sex toys that I've tried at this point are up there. Um, But it, I mean, they're a great experience. And also, yeah. like, there's no, why not? like, there's no um manual for sex toy and sometimes you just have to like figure it out and so like sometimes being able to figure it out for people beforehand like once i you know like the deflating thing like i rather <laughs> me go through it than like all my subscribers now if i put we it appreciate box, you I can, like yeah make sure you now i know i mean i am doing god's work yes you are Thank you, know? you. you. You are appreciated. You damn right you are. Yeah. We need we need more. We need more of this. You know, we yeah. are new to, you know, exploring all of these, you know, sex toys. I never knew there were so many companies that provide this and a lot of women owned, which is amazing. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're taking one for the team. You're a true, mm. true ally. And we appreciate you. Yes, <laughs> and I did. think like I, the more the industry grows in that sense, I think there just have been like more women who like come into play because they know what they want and don't want in their bodies. Right. And they know what's safe and what's not. And what's also environmental friendly. Like we have, we featured a vibrator by Love Not War and they are fairly new, but they basically it's a battery and then you can change out the heads of the vibrator. So like all you have to do is instead of like buying a different vibrator, you just buy a different head. So like you're, you only have one battery, essentially, where you switch out the heads, which, like, you know, saves the environment from, like, all of the batteries that were, like... Look at us. Yeah. just evolving. Yeah. Caring about, and the, and the, caring about the planet and our vaginas. I mean, we're winning. You know? You know. You gotta love and it. Look, love they it. have, they have like, a really great vibrator. Um, God, it's like, it looks like a finger. But, oh, my God, that shit is fucking insane. It's great. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> So shifting from online to in-person events can come with a fair share of challenges. What were some of the hardest things you faced when trying to, you know, get your conference up and running? Um, I think our biggest thing was funding um, in that, like, where the hell was the money going to come from to, like, secure all this space? And, um, you know, people who are not familiar with, like, food and beverage minimums and things like that from hotels to like reserve space were very much like why is the ticket so high and I'm like because we have a deposit <laughs> like um and I can't pay for it right um, so it's, yeah. you know there was yeah. there was some of that um and I think in general it, it's tricky because like we've done a couple pop-ups before um you know where we sell in person and obviously stimulate with selling in person but it's almost like a whole different sphere. I think if we were going from like online selling to a full in-person selling, I think that that would be a little bit more um, like right on the money. But with the con, it was just such a beast of its own uh, that didn't necessarily involve selling aside from like tickets and stuff. I think probably the biggest thing was like our like getting all of our merchandise that was going to go in the swag bags for attendees from here to there. Um, which was like a nightmare. We are going to be working on our logistics plan for next year because we can't do that, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, lesson learned. So that leads me right into my next question. So looking back at Steamy Let 2023, we're curious to hear about some of the standout moments or experiences that made that event truly special for you. 
I think for me overall, it's just like the amount of people who came up to us, whether it was readers or authors that felt that this was truly a space that was for them. Um, and, you know, I'm specifically referring to like black and brown folks um, and BIPOC folks who are like, I've never walked into a space where I'm the majority. Um, and so like, Love especially that. for our authors that have been writing for years and they're like, I've been going to conferences for years and I've never felt so in my space than this even like the way their pre-sales went and how they sold out during the con which is like not something that happens all the time when they're at predominantly white spaces and so that was like what made it all worth it like sure there are things that we are going to work on and want to be more purposeful about and intentional about but like if 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 there was one thing we set out to do with Stimmy Lacan was creating a space by us for us and that's exactly what we were able to do and um you know something that we're really proud of yeah showing up is for us is all we need if i show up i feel represented and i feel supported than anything else in between so yeah i think you did the most important step for fans like us for authors that are black and brown i think you just are doing an amazing job for this genre you're needed yeah that's beautiful Thank yeah, you for totally. doing that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So how do you select self-care items that enhance the reading and adult toy experience? Yeah. So when I pick out like the box in general, I want to make sure that it's like experience as a whole. I want you to be able to like take a day to like decompress. And if you want to take a bath or you have a bath bomb with it, you have like your lotion for afterwards, or you have some kind of oil. Um, you have like your book that you want to read if you want to you have your vibrator like I want to create I wanted to create a little like self-care kit um, to kind it. of force you into doing those things and that's kind of where how we like try to intersect both to like hear all the items you need just now it's like you take from here Yeah, I think a lot of people need a push to take care of themselves. And these books and self-care items definitely push me into saying, hey, it's okay to take a minute for myself and to do all these things that I love and not be bothered and not feel bad about it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's gone over so much with you. You just dropped so many (laughs) gems. So give us, you know, a sneak peek into StimulantCon 2024. What can we expect? How do we get involved? Yeah, so we're still pretty early on the 2024 planning process. So there's not much I can share other than like um, we have an amazing lineup. Like our 2023 lineup was stellar, but our 2024 lineup will be like just as incredible. I don't think we've dropped this yet, but like we have Beverly Jenkins coming. Tia Williams is coming. Kennedy will be there. There's just like, you know, with Beverly alone, it's like she's a pioneer in romance. And like she is the reason why they're so, you know, so like for someone like that to come to our convention, like I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like I screamed when I um, when I saw that. So I bet. Yeah, um, that it's so it, it's it's exciting. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to apply a lot of the feedback that we got back from this first year um, into what we can do, how we can. We've talked with the hotel to see how we can like maximize the space, what other cool things we can do. So more to come. Um, but definitely, people can stay tuned if they go on our Instagram, Steamy Litcon. 
uh, we try to keep that as up to date as possible. And then we do have a Facebook group, Steamy Litcon, where we also post all of our updates. We'll be watching <laughs> and we'll be waiting. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you catch the Steamy Lit Con in 2024. All your favorite authors are going to be there and it's going to be a warm welcome. So thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Melissa. Thank Bye. you for having me. And that wraps up another episode of Cocktails and Cliture, where things got steamy and conversations got spicy. If you enjoyed our wild book reviews, author interviews, and irresistible cocktails and wines we sipped on, Make sure to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast wherever you listen. Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at Cocktails and Cliterature for all the latest updates, behind-the-scenes fun, and more. And if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron on our Patreon page. Your support helps us keep the naughty conversation flowing. Thanks for joining us on this thrilling journey. And hey... If the world asks you why you're blushing, tell them you're listening to Cocktails and Cliterature, the podcast that brings the heat one smutty chapter at a time. <laughs>